0: hello and welcome to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network i'm your host gary morgan with me as always is my good friend jim stam how you doing brother
1: Dude, I'm doing good, man. I got to I got to talk some pirates last night on a different podcast, and uh, so quick plug: it was uh, the Pesky Report. Now, uh, once I find out when it's going to be on, it was an hour full of pirates talk. I'll get that tweeted out. I got a Jaggy's follow up show coming up after <laughs> this weekend when I do the top ten worst Pittsburgh Twitter accounts and uh we're doing this tonight so lots of stuff on the table but uh dude it's 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 this is this is a fun time of year
0: that's great man and the jaggies i'm super excited about i'm sure even out-of-towners like our next guest would appreciate the jaggies and what they bring to the pittsburgh scene on twitter such a great time to be alive so we're gonna welcome a brand new guest to the show he is jamie gatlin and man i I don't want to spend the whole show reading his resume, so (coughs) I won't, but he's the digital content producer at Fox 13 down in Tampa. Ray's reporter He's a writer for beyond the monster. He has covered the Boston Bruins. He covers Rutgers for USA today. This dude is just all over the place writing about a ton of fascinating teams to me. And I thought. And all of that, pirates. all of that, and this masochist is watching, <laughs> watching and ingesting pirates content of his own free will. Jamie, explain yourself to people.
2: I just love mix it all, mixing all together. I mean, pirates is a lot of pain, but um, usually the Red Sox help with that. Last year wasn't the case, but um, you know, just some college stuff to keep it, uh, keep it fresh.
1: Yeah, I thought thought Rutgers would be enough to uh, pain, but, you know, you throw the Pirates in there, too. Like, you are. You are. uh, You do like some pain.
0: Well, he likes those historical franchises, apparently. I mean, so you're branching out with the Rays for something a little bit newer. But today, I I want to start with the World Baseball Classic because I thought, first of all, we've all covered some players that were in this thing. Overall, Jamie... Do you think the World Baseball Classic was good for the game? Well, there was some buzz from people that it wasn't, and I—I I guess I just don't really understand that take.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd, I love seeing the Twitter wars the last couple of days. Those have been entertaining, uh, but I just thought it was great for baseball. Just seeing the passion that the guys showed, um, especially I loved when you know they asked Trout and Mookie about it um, and their comments about how they're you know loving life. Uh, I just thought it showed especially for countries that you know, have players that might not get the most spotlight. You really got to see them on the center stage and just see how much, you know, playing for their own country meant to them.
0: It was a little bit of a stretch. I would say how some of these guys wound up on some of these teams, (laughs) you know, it was basically Mm -hmm. like, well, my grandma once, I was on dot com, and it looks like, she's from the middle East somewhere. So I'm going to play for team Saudi Arabia. (laughs) It's like, what, how did that happen? How did you get there? I mean, I thought that was a little bit strange, Jim. You were concerned about injuries, right? I mean, I don't think, I think we kind of lucked out largely. Right. But yeah, there were a couple pretty big ones, right? There, there were.
1: And, and let me say this, like, I, I, the, the the social media stuff's been, been fun to watch like I haven't gotten into any of it i I don't think it was meaningless i i didn't i don't love it like I do major league baseball um you know that's just me in general and being a pirate fan and 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 worrying about that more than anything um yeah i mean we saw a couple a couple bad things happen. The, the Edwin Diaz thing was just terrible. Um, But that, you know, that stuff happens. I, I looked at it like this, like me sitting there watching, like if I'm Shohei, Shohei Otani's agent and I'm watching him, and I'm just, I mean, like, what is on the table for this guy coming up, right? Like half a billion dollar contract. Like, I i don't know that I could watch that and just, I mean, there he's trying to reach back to go like 103 in the ninth. Boy, that I'm nervous talking about it. And it's like, <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, guys, like when we see that, like if he was an American pitcher in that situation, would he have even been in that game? I think... I think there's some, I think there's some, like, there's some different mentality uh, here about this than there are for other countries and God love Otani. He, he did it. It was important for him. It it was, it was big for his country, all that stuff. I'm just saying, like, I don't think we would have seen that if that was, if that was an American born player.
0: Jamie, how about you? Did you, were you guys worried about any injuries to players?
2: A little bit. I mean, I think the DS thing was, you know, that was a freak injury that could have happened even in a screen training game. Uh, I think with that, you know, that's always a concern, especially when they're just ramping up and getting back to the swing of things. Uh, So I think that was kind of in the back, back of people's heads a little bit. I thought I was happy, like guys like sale didn't participate. I thought he would, you know, they would ask him to pitch and even when the dude rides a bike, he. (laughs) Yeah. he's, He's a little brittle. Keep him in a bubble wrap or as healthy as possible. Um, it's kind of their main concern.
0: Well, I think maybe that's why Jim and I, I think, got on this track because we were both a little concerned about David Bednar. You know, had the lower back problems last year. Does look good? I'm going to say he he did look good like early on in spring. He looked like healthy anyway. But for me, it was like you were just hurt, big guy, like maybe sit this one out, you know, like, you know, but then again, as you were saying, man, look at, look at how seriously Otani took it. How do you deny anybody that, you know, mm-hmm. if that, that really means what it, what it seems to mean to them. Yeah. And, and, and
1: Bednar did come out, and I think I just read it today, where he was like, this is the most ready I have felt going into a season. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to discount that. Those the, those are the players themselves saying these things. And so, who am I to sit there and and, and poo-poo it? But, uh, you know, uh, I just try to look at it from a frame of reference of, like, what if the Pirates had just signed somebody to a big deal, like a pitcher? Um Would you be as happy to see them over there? Young guy
0: throwing smoke. Just something, something I thought about. Yeah. I mean, the ratings were crazy. I mean, it outdrew world series games. So, I mean, that says a couple things. One, it probably says like the major league product has, has kind of died in a lot of markets here and, and they don't care about baseball as much as they care about their team. And when your team's out, you just stop watching the NFL. You watch the entire, the entire thing. You don't stop, you know, your team doesn't even make the playoffs. You're still watching every game of the divisional round, and, <laughs> you know, and you're not, you're not missing a game hockey. I, you can sit there and watch series and get into them and enjoy them anyway, even without your team, baseball just hasn't been that way. And with everything trending digital, Jamie. Maybe we should probably start appreciating some of these world event type things that are, that help draw people into the major league game a little bit. You know, you got to get more eyes if you, if you're going digital, it's now a global world when it comes to that stuff. So you want people in Japan to want to see Mike Trout again.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I saw a couple of people on Twitter saying they should make this more, you know, do it every year. And I was like, I mean, that's a good point, but one of the reasons it was so popular is because you only get this, you know, every every four or five years. Like if we make it an every year thing, I feel like that takes away a little bit of the magic that we saw the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'll tell yeah. you what, I'd be happy with it
0: replacing the All Star Game. If you could, if you could get it done in a week, like just make four teams and do it in a week over the All Star Game, and just have it be all All Stars and whatever, I'd be happy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. To your point, Jamie, is like less is more, right? Like when it comes to doing it, I think you you don't want to you don't want to de-emphasize it by seeing it every year. Yeah.
0: I yeah. Let mean, let's take a quick break now. Uh, WBC, I think overall good event, but it's time to take a break. Come back, we're going to talk a little bit about rebuild theory and how it is working in different markets and how we can compare to other markets because Jamie's got a unique coverage base here that he can kind of really feed to us a little bit. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Gary, Jamie, and Jim with you. And we're going to jump into something I think is pretty cool. Because as we talked about in the intro, Jamie covers the Rays. He also covers the Red Sox. He also pays attention to the Pirates. You know, we've got somebody like Ben Charrington here who has had involvement. Derek Shelton has coached in, in Tampa. So, like... What, what can we take away from the Rays' method of managing their team as compared to the Pirates? Because I think that's what a lot of people hope is going on here. A lot of people hope Ben Charrington is taking all this time doing this rebuild because he doesn't want it to be a rebuild. He wants it to be the system, and he wants to run it like the Rays.
2: I don't see that. Should we? Yeah, I mean, when he took over, I was happy. He was the one that kind of followed, you know, followed as the next GM. I just like the depth that he's built up, you know, going this year. You have Keller, um, Ronzi. I feel like that's an underrated, you know, top two. If Keller can repeat what he did the end of last year, um, I feel like Rich Hill is a good veteran piece. Then Brew Baker is better, you know, in the um, second half of the rotation. Then I'm excited what they have coming up, like Oviedo. If he can get his control under. Um, You have Chris you have Bolton, you have some guys in AAA who can, you know, who can pitch. Um, So what I like about it is having, you know, constant waves. You know, you have Gonzalez Rodriguez coming soon, Henry Davis, um, Tamar Johnson a couple years. I think the big thing with Sherrington is building waves at every level. So it's not just like one year you have a bunch of guys come up and then it's five years before, you know, you see any impact. Uh, So that's kind of the thing that I've drawn to it and especially seeing that with the Sox, kind of how Heim's done it. Um, Yeah. You got guys in triple like Brandon Walter, Chris Murphy. It's like a legit Worcester staff. And you have Raphaela coming up soon. Then you have Meyer York. He's kind of built it in a way that every, every two years it seems like you have impact guys coming up and they're not all (laughs) going to pan out. But I feel like if you do that, you have a better shot of fielding a competitive team.
0: Absolutely. And Jim, I think you can see that talent wave as well. I think our thing is, you know, growing up in Pittsburgh, we like our stars, and we never get to keep them as Pittsburgh Pirates fans. We've seen the Penguins hold on to everybody. We've seen the Steelers hold on to most people they want. Pirates just don't do it, and the system isn't fair or built that way so that they can. If they were to do a Tampa Bay Rays-style thing where they just shipped people out and let them be replaced by prospects, would the fan base accept it even if it worked here?
1: I think you'd have to prove that it works and then you can be a little bit more accepting of it because I can tell you Pirate fans in general are just so skeptical that if you start it right away without a lot of success behind it, they're not going to see any difference between that and then just getting rid of guys whenever they feel like it or when they don't want to pay somebody. Um, So I think you'd have to see it. I think that's why the Rays... At least, like, and I don't know their fan base, you know how they view it, but like, nobody. Does. Sure, they, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, they haven't won it all, but they've gotten really close, and so like, I would assume that that would be at least like okay, so maybe not the ideal way that I'd want to do it, but like, if you can sustain some success out of it, well, then I can, then you can. It's easier to swallow. I mean, wait, Jamie, is that like? I mean, Die Hard it, it, are there diehard Rays fans, and what do they think about
0: that? They think Wade Boggs was awesome that's <laughs> when they started. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know, when you talk to anybody that does follow the Rays, I mean, are they okay with it because it's proven to work to some degree?
2: That's one thing I've been found interesting just about kind of covering them the last couple of weeks since I started is weird seeing – you know, I grew up in Boston, so I've used seen the diehard fan base, and then coming here and seeing the, you know, the complete opposite or something, you know, very, very different. Where it's kind of cycled every couple right. of years.
0: I mean, the other thing about the Rays is, I always call it heartless. It's heartless system management. Um, there's no allegiance. You know, there's no permanence, and even when you sign somebody like Wander Franco, you have them for what, I think ten years they went with him. You go ten years with him, you know he's going to see seven. Yeah. You know he's he's going to go, and that's what I think the Pirates will ultimately have to get to too. You know they if they extend Reynolds the way we want them to, they'll probably be out of that contract two years before it's up. Same with O'Neal Cruz if they ever do that. So I think I see some similarities there. I just don't know that the Pirates and this fan base will ever truly exist that system in its. 100% application that the Tampa Bay Rays use. And there, and I say that because I, I just think at the end of the day, stars are almost more important than the result here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, look at what Kutch has done coming back here. He hasn't even played a game here yet. This fan base is more energized about this team than they have been in and it isn't just the players on the field because we know they can't see what they're looking at. <laughs> like, I still have people telling me this pitching staff is worse than it was last year. It's come on now, come on now. But those same people will tell me Kutch is back. So I love them. I love the team. They're, they're going to win this year. Someone said he's going to win MVP yesterday on Twitter. To <laughs> <He wins laughs> wow. <I> mean, wow. <laughs> that would be crazy. So, you had Charrington in Boston, and I guess what I wanted to ask you because you're following that team really closely as well. Do you have any draft picks coming up that he chose? I mean, how, how did he do in that? Because we've had some questions here about his drafting. You know, we, we, we still don't have any draft picks up here yet since okay. he got here.
2: I think not yet. I mean, I think Meyer was his first big one, Nick Yorkie. Um, I think Brandon Walter too, but I feel like that's kind of the similar thing to Pittsburgh is you haven't really gone in to see his work just because those guys he drafted hasn't, you know, they haven't made some majors and then there was the COVID year um, which messed up that off season. then then he came in with a tough situation with bets and, you know, trying to keep them, but at the same time realizing that's not going to happen. So I'm going to have to try to find, you know, the best trade for the face of the franchise. Um, so I think, one reason people are kind of holding bad judgment, or at least I'm holding bad judgment, is I want to see the guys he drafted make it to the majors before, you know, I give a final call because that was the main reason why Henry and those guys brought him in because he showed he could build a farm system in Tampa and that's what, you know, that's what they wanted um after Dombrowski.
0: It's funny because everybody says he could build a farm system and every step of the way, that's the main thing that gets questioned about him can he build a farm system right and then with the pirates they took it to an, a whole new extreme where they allowed him to completely tear the entire system down to the studs and start everything over again and a lot of that was stealing dewey robinson from tampa so i mean tampa has been a pitching farm does it still look like that
2: to you Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see like Shane McClanahan with a lot of their arms. I feel like they're just kind of a team, no matter what is happening offensively. You can always have, you know, you always have guys coming up, or you have guys like Jeffrey Springs, who was had an ERA of like 12 in Boston, and he came to Tampa, and it's under three, and you know, he looks like a Cy Young guy. Um, So I just feel like they're the kind of team. They're not developing pitching. They can go out and find someone that once they put in their system will be good. Like I feel like Zach Eflin now is going to post an ERA low threes or something. And maybe talk <laughs> about like what the Rays do with Eflin and how good that contract was or something along those lines. Right.
0: I mean, Jim, you got any questions for Jamie?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I was actually going to steer it back toward the Red Sox. Cause I find them to be like really interesting right now, just in the sense of like, we talk about in baseball, you either want to be very good. Well, teams seem to either want to be very good or completely out of it. You don't want to be in no man's land. And because, you know, financially, you are seen as probably among owner circles, wasting money at that point. The Red Sox, to me, seem to be in a little bit of no man's land right now. Um, like, you know, you're not, you either want to be the Pirates rebuilding towards something. Or you want to be the Dodgers. And so, like, then they're in an, uh, just a ridiculous division as well. So, like, where, how do you see them? Are they in a no man's land or can they do things quickly to turn things around just with pure finances?
2: I don't think they're going to be as bad as people have been. I mean, going on Red Sox, Twitter is a depressing time because you think the sky is falling every five <laughs> minutes. Uh, but I do think they'll be better than what people think. Um, especially, you know, with Duvall, I feel like they signed some guys like him, like Jansen, that plugged holes, um, and that can really help this team, especially with an extra wild card. But my big thing with them is I feel like they're very fragile um, because if you know if Sale gets hurt, if you lose a guy in the bullpen, if Paxton isn't doesn't come back healthy, then you have guys like Josh from Kaskier. I feel like the guys who replace them isn't going to make that much of an impact. Um, I right. could definitely see them sneak into the playoffs, but. If you have one bad injury, you're know, already seeing Paxton held back. Bayo missed some time. I feel like every time Chris Sale takes the ball, you're just hoping he finishes his start healthy. Um if they to wonder how many innings he's good for anyway yeah. this year, huh? So if anything like that happens, it can go south very, very quickly.
0: Yeah, the Red Sox to me, I I look at them, I think of the Pirates in twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah. There was no room for error. Every bet you played had to pan out, and you needed some guys who hadn't performed to perform, and you needed nobody to get hurt. Yeah. And the and likelihood of all that happening is not very high. They're not deep, and that's, that's their problem, I think. But I like the top level talent, I really do. I just <laughs> and like, I love trusting uh, Costas my favorite prospect in baseball. So, no, uh,
1: I, I, I just like the fact that, uh, <laughs> it's reassuring to hear that there are other toxic fan bases <laughs> out there too. <laughs> that like, you know, cause yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jamie, you know, just anything pirates related, it's an absolute war zone. I just pictured the Terminator gif on Twitter with him stepping, uh, the, 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 the Android stepping out and crushing on skulls in a barren wasteland. That's what it seems like on Twitter, uh, social media at times. But like would they would fans there ever accept what the pirates are doing when tearing it down and starting completely from scratch? Or is it just not do, do Red Sox fans just say no? That's unacceptable.
2: Yeah. I feel more unacceptable. I remember like in twenty fourteen, uh like those rebuilding years when they had to tear it down after winning the World Series. I mean that was those were some tough times. Um, and then just the years after, I mean, it's very hard, especially when you have, you know, the other sports team in Boston, in Boston performing the levels that they do. Uh, that's something that Sox fans will not be about. Especially, They might for like one year they could be okay with it. If you have, you know, some top prospect that you can say, you know, we'll be here mid-season, we can build around him. But if you go for a complete teardown that's going to last, you know, three or four years, there will probably be a riot. To <laughs> for months on end
1: and i'm guessing imagine. too that i'm guessing too things like salary caps and salary floors especially the cap part of it and revenue sharing those probably don't go over well in the bigger markets either
2: oh yeah i think this year they raised ticket prices a little bit and i don't think i've seen, that's the most angry i've seen red sox twitter uh in years, it was it was kind of just funny watching people going back and forth because I think John Henry was the least like person in Massachusetts for a good three weeks.
0: <laughs> well, we're not enjoying them as Penguins owners either. So, we uh, <laughs> yeah yeah we uh I I think the funny thing about Boston is to me they're they're a team that I would think would be most open to a salary cap because they can't spend up to the level of their direct competition and most hated rival. And I would think they'd want them reined in a little bit. Yeah. You know, well, um, that's why
2: people were a little surprised with Devers. Uh, I thought people thought he was going to walk. And then when they had to him to a deal, it was kind of, I think Bloom won a little trust back just because he showed that, you know, he was willing to keep a homegrown star. Uh, but yeah, before that, I mean, the expectation was we're going to get Rafi for another year and they're going to try to ship him out or, you know he's not he's not going to be here for the long term.
0: Yeah, things are tough all over, man. I think that's what you learn when you start listening. Like, because pretty soon Jamie's going to appreciate those disgruntled fans when he's writing for Tampa and nobody's arguing with him at all. Like he's right. going like this guy should start on opening day. He'll he'll be like somebody just got drafted there in single A, or he see he saw him over at Durham, and he'll be like they should start on opening day, and nobody will even argue with them.
2: <laughs> and I'm they'll like, just be like oh I need, I need more i'm not okay with this like someone yeah. has,
0: someone has fight with me somebody you know what tell it, me i'm stupid
1: we never have to ask for that
0: no no every time we log on it feels right. like but hey that's what the jaggies are for let's not get ahead of ourselves. that's schools. right that's right um so the other thing i wanted to talk about was just the al east in general i think it's an interesting division new york's really good um Again, I'm not 100% sure what to think of their pitching situation either, especially with with their uh, injury problem with and I don't know. Um, Baltimore almost got too good too quick for me to believe it. You know what I mean?
2: What do you think of that division? I think it's going to be fun. I mean, I think the Yankees with the injuries pitching-wise, they have some questions. I feel like the Blue Jays are going to come in with a huge – chip on their shoulder just with the expectations last year and how horribly that went. I'm kind of on the same page with the they Orioles. They might
0: have the pitching this year too.
2: Yeah. but I, So I feel like, you know, Vladi, Bichette, those guys, I could see them going on a tear. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the division. Um, might be a bit of a hot take, but we're going to go with it. Um the, and the Orioles, I'm kind of on the same boat. I think they were fun last year, watched last year, but pitching-wise, I feel like they have a bunch of kind of three or fours. I don't really see a pitch in that rotation that I'm like if it's game one sixty two I'm scared to go up against him. uh and then the Rays. It's interesting yeah.
0: you got there with with the pitching staff for the Orioles because I think that's where I'm at as well, and I don't think that's where most of their prospects are. Um, and and the problem with that whole rebuild is as impressive as it is, you know they're never going to buy the pitching. And you gotta you have to build the pitching yourself. Jim, like you you and I have been complaining from the beginning of this rebuild that pitching, 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 and we've mm-hmm. always done that. So right now when we're sitting on like seven or eight guys we feel really could start, you'll note that Jim and I never shed a tear because that's exactly what we know has to happen for this to have a shot in hell of working. What do you see, Jim? I'm with when you look at Baltimore, do you think they got a little too big for their britches last year?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, now expectations change too, right? I mean, like, it, like so. There's that part of the equation which is like, there's going to be pressure now for them to perform. And I mean, look, man, they, man, they offensively and the and they still have guys coming up. Like, they're going to be ridiculously hard to deal with. But if they just had. Like that one absolute stud pitcher that they could build it around, and they don't have that, which tells you it's so hard, right, to get it all together at once. Like um, we talk about with the Pirates, maybe just like the lack of like impact guys, like like really some some str- a strong system. It's rated highly. They've got some really good pieces, but like. You need some, you need some damn hosses, and I don't see that on the pitching side of things. So, uh, I will tell you this: like <clears throat> last night doing the uh, podcast, um, I can tell you how the Pirates fared against uh, that division last year, and it was awful like for <laughs> the pirates in interleague play last year thanks to the rays the blue jays the yankees the rest four and 16 last year i mean uh just got dog walked all over the place scored like uh, also too like you'd think like well at least like you know you gotta score some runs against that division it was like runs a game. I mean, like it was, it was ugly stuff. So thank God, Gary. Yeah. Thank God, Gary. We're, we're in the uh, NL central because (laughs) I don't, I don't, the NL Central doesn't
0: the NL Central doesn't even count as a division I don't think. So, let's let's take another break. When we come back, let's turn our gaze back to Pittsburgh and, and take a look at some of the the battles that are heating up right now that should be solved before the next show we record. and welcome back to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports and oddly enough we're gonna finally start talking pirates here in the third segment because (laughs) um by the time this comes out on saturday there will be only about five days left before opening day so some of these camp battles are gonna come to a close and man are they heating up right now jim i mean yeah bro it's like it's I'm not even sitting here telling you I have all the answers. To be honest, I think like the first thing you ought to do when you decide you want to do a podcast or start writing about sports is to realize there is no such thing as an expert. You can all pretend you are. You can read all you want, but at some point it's guesswork in a white coat. I'm watching the outfield battle brother to me, Kane Smith and Jigba. Has has kind of like moved ahead a little bit of Travis Swaggerty, um, and I don't even think that Travis Swaggerty's done anything to cause that so much as no. he's just not getting the same opportunities. They're starting Kanan Smith and Jigba. They're bringing Travis into games. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just smells like that to me.
1: Yeah. Um, well, look. We've talked about like certain guys needing t- to step up, and it's 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 a good problem to have. Just that, like, I mean, it's better than sitting here talking about like, my goodness, they're already a little shaky in the outfield with with who you're going to start out there on a consistent basis. And both of them have played really well this spring. And That's all you can ask for guys that are being given given an opportunity to earn a job or a roster spot. They've yeah. both to this point earned a roster spot in my opinion the problem is there might not be room for two so um to me csn has been better it's not a knock on Swaggerty. it's just that he's been better he's driving in runs he's 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 taken every advantage of the, of the playing opportunity that he's got i think he's going to make the roster that's where I'm at. I'm just glad yeah. to see them both playing well.
0: I tend to think so too. But Jamie, the thing that people keep wanting to go to because you know, recency bias and everything, they're watching spring training and they're watching Jack Sawinski struggle and they're watching him struggle to adjust to a brand new batting stance that he decided to show up with. And he's been working with Andy Haynes in the off season. So it's not like it was a surprise to the pirates. They, they know what he's doing and everything. I think a lot of people kind of forget that 40 at bats in spring do not equal 19 actual home runs in the major leagues. That's why he's going to make this team. It ain't going to be why he sticks on this team, but that's why he's going to make it. And that's why there's only a spot for one of those two. I mentioned,
2: right? That's that's the thing about spring training numbers. I mean, I remember Philip Evans, you know, a couple years the Pirates go hitting over three hundred, and everyone's like, you know, Evans is going to be the next big thing. And then you look a month into the season, he's you know below two hundred. But I mean, the outfield competition has been fun to watch. I feel like especially Swaggerty. I feel like this kind of might be his last chance, or he's you know kind of dwindling into Pittsburgh. So this was a big camp for him. And then Smith has just come in. He's taken full advantage. He's a guy I liked a lot last year. So when he got hurt. Right after they called him up, I was kind of you know pissed we didn't really get to see him. Take That's a, a shame we were robbed of that last
0: year because
2: he he had a shot last year. He started out well, well
0: so good I to did, see
2: him too. Yeah, I just think it's better options than the John you know John Alfred days or kind of some of the guys they've tried out Ugh. in the past. I feel like it's better, you know better competition and whoever gets set down. I do think Smith starts, but you know I think Swaggerty. If an injury arises, he's in a much better position to be called up based off what he's done, you know, the last couple of weeks during spring training. I would agree with that. And I would think, Jim, you know, I think a lot of people forget, like when we entered spring,
0: I would bet Cal Mitchell was probably penciled in. You know, yeah. I mean, like, it's yeah. not as though they didn't let the spring talk to them at all. You know, they've, no, not, uh, they've allowed it to move along at its, at its own natural pace.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny because you you can even get inside your own head a little bit with spring training, right? Like, doesn't mean like relax. It's just spring training, and the numbers don't mean a lot, and they're looking at other things and whatever. And then you turn around, you're like, "Well, so and so is having a good spring," and it's it's it it can be hard to sit there and kind of like parse that information. I can, you know what I mean? No, but but in our
0: position, you know, like, and I don't I don't mean like oh. You know, we're again, I'm not trying to say we're super important or anything, but I I mean, I'm telling you what I think the team's going to do for a reason. I I, I don't think yeah. it's I, I'm not like I don't want to bash guys. I don't want to bash no. Travis Swaggerty because he's not making the team or, or G1 Bay or whoever. I don't need to cite all their stats to tell you, like, I understand how the roster is being built and I and I can see why these guys aren't going to make it on opening day. I just think like the outfield in particular is, is incredibly interesting because Cana Smith and Jigba and Travis Swaggerty are literally just about the same age, just about the same, like maybe ceiling level. mm -hmm. And one of them's the number one pick and the other one's not. And they seem to be leaning towards the one that's not.
1: Yeah. And let me go before we get too far away from it. Let's go let me go back to Jack Swinsky thing and 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 this is part of that like spring training. What are you going to take from it whatever? But like and I understand like he's not looked good, all right? But like this is a guy who hit 19 home runs in 326 at bats last year for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like let's not forget that he did that against major league pitching. Major league pitching. The it Pirates
0: costs all the d- split nonsense out. Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> right. Because like
1: yeah, and I know everyone's gonna say yeah, but he can't hit it. okay, let's just see about that part of it. I get it. it was weird, it was super historically even weird. But like let's not forget that he almost hit 20 home runs and 300 and some odd at bats last year. You can't just throw that in the trash. Like, and especially for a team like the pirates who still need power. They still like you, you, you're not going to compete in today's game if you can't put the ball over the fence. So like there's plenty of time to figure out if Selinski can recapture and, and repeat some of what he did last year. You got to give him a chance to do it. It's my same argument with Rodolfo Castro at second base. Guys are th- these guys are showing pop? They're showing power. And as much as Sawinski struggled in certain areas, yeah, he hit two oh two. I I get it. it. That doesn't look pretty. But, but guys, you get to
0: you get to mid May and and let's say yeah, he's still striking out at a forty percent clip even. Yeah. Okay. You've, you've given him a shot. You gave him a nod the last year, but this year Mm -hmm. there's something really wrong with you. If he's really on work on that, we got these other kids that are ready. We're going to bring one up. That that's, it's a simple thing. You know, you don't owe him much more than like, Hey, we didn't miss the 19 home runs last year. Come on. We know it's in there.
1: Like you don't want to outsmart yourself. Right. And so like, that's what I think fans might be doing with Swinsky. Maybe it comes, maybe it comes true. And like, he's just, he's just not looking the same. And like Gary said, Hey, you send it back. Look, he wouldn't be the first player and he's damn sure not going to be the last guy that gets derailed and has got to go back down and, and refine that stroke and that confidence happens all the time. Maybe it will be with him, but you can't just not find out about it and see if it's repeatable.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I I just think it's insane. At worst, Jamie, we're probably looking at a Joey Gallo here, right? Strike where you you literally strike or, you know, I'm old, so I would go back to Rob Deere, but Joey, (laughs) (laughs) Joey Gallo, right? You know, home run, home run, strikeout, strikeout, strikeout get it
1: anybody okay. under 40 is googling rob deer as they listen to I, like, <laughs> Well, if you're, you're the googling house.
0: rob deer get your ass over to cecil fielder and watch <laughs> him hit one out of old tiger stadium right after rob deer hit one <laughs> way up into the upper deck but um sorry i'm old and paid too much attention to baseball for most of my life <laughs> but, <laughs> but let's say that's what he is it's very possible I mean, strikeout numbers when they get into these percentages and they kind of live for a moment, they tend to not change more than 5 6% up or down. So maybe he is that. That's still not a player you flush. That's What's still like, look at what the Rangers traded Gallo for. Look at what they got back for him. If you think there's no value in a player like that, man, you
2: ain't watching this league. Yeah. I feel like the thing with him, too, is I feel like people forget that when, you know, the Pirates first called him up last year, he was only supposed to be in Pittsburgh for like a week. Like what he did compared to the expectations was so much bigger. And especially with that, because they called him up from AA, too. So it's kind of like last year he shattered expectations. He jumped. I don't know he went back to A later on, but that first and he jumped basically leveled to, to the majors. And like, you know, like you guys said, that power is something in today's game. You can't just ignore it. Especially yeah, and I, if you look at the lineup. It's like it's not like yep. it's a lineup full with thirty home run hitters.
1: Right, right. Yeah. I, I, personally, I I hope they told him in spring training. Hey, listen there's no pressure. You just work on what you need to work on. You don't feel like you have to press like almost saying like you, you've made this, this roster, you've done enough to show that um, because you don't want a guy pressing. You don't want, cause I think we've seen that a little bit, Gary with yeah. like, um, G1 Bay, you, G1 you, Bay. Is it's a the second time
0: bit. you've tried to segue to second base and I'm going to let you <laughs> this time. <laughs> yes. Who's, who's winning second base. I mean, I think Castro probably should get the nod. Um, I know he's going to make the roster because I think he's the only one that can back up third base, really. So I think they have to have him on the roster one way or another, even if he's a bench player. The backup role is still available, though. We got Matthias. We got Bay. I'm taking Marcano out of that. I Uh think he's probably washed out of that uh, competition for right now. What do you think? Bay's having a little
2: resurgence. I like Bay a lot. I feel like on your point, earlier, I feel like he was he was pressing a little bit early on in spring training. The last week, you've seen more like the prospect, you know, the guy who um, was good in his first stint last year shine through. Yeah. But he was lot.
0: electric last year when he came up.
2: Yeah, because I like how he gets on base. I like his approach a lot at the plate. Um, I just feel like you kind of saw the first couple of spring training him pressing to secure that job rather than going back to what made him successful in the first place.
0: And if their plan is Jim to continue with O'Neill Cruz leading off, mm-hmm. well, you need somebody to hit out of that nine hole that's going to get on, right? You know, and Bay makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. I'm not 100 percent sure Castro does, so I don't know if you can just say the second baseman hits down there. But it's going to be it's going to be a weird hole to fill, and I think Bay is really the only natural fit.
1: I'd still like to see him make the roster, I, I, I you know, um and get a chance to stick right away. Um what I what I love about some of these these foreign-born players and just like you saw it so much in in the World Baseball Classic is just like Fundamentally, they are just so sound. Like at the plate, like even, even when Bay is pressing, whatever. Like I never really still feel like he's overmatched, and he can still make some fairly consistent contact. Like he's not, you know, he's not, he's not going to hit a ton of home runs or anything at the major league level. But so, like, those are the things that I really do like about those guys, and they will work counts, and they will, you know, make make pitchers. Um, work and There's so
0: easily an Adam Fraser bat in there with yeah. with with more speed. Yeah, I I I think that's fair. Yeah,
1: and so yeah, like uh, to me, I I'm leaning towards him still being on the roster. I, I I would hope that that's the way it rolls.
0: Yeah, I think, and I think they might go with Matthias. Yeah, it, either or. I don't think I think that's the beauty of this spring, and probably the best way to close this show, Jamie. I think all the people that don't make it, they're all going to be right there on first call up status. I mean, which wherever the injury happens, I think they're going to be like Oviedo. You talked about, I don't, I think he can use a little more polish. I'd be okay with him being the fifth starter. If we didn't have one, I'm not happy with the one we have. But let him go for a couple weeks, a month. If it doesn't work out, Oviedo's there. Bring him up. It's 162 games. You know, like, cut this into six segments and, and be okay with the prospects coming up and playing five five months of it. You
2: know? <laughs> I agree. That's why I'm a little, you know, optimistic about them this year. It also might be just because I like pain and torture myself with baseball teams. (laughs) Um, but I do feel like for the first time in a while, you can look at their AAA system and say, there's some guys that can legitimately, you know, slot in if an injury happens. And there's some guys with some real talent, um, that can come up and make a difference with this team, especially why I agree. I don't last kids. Isn't my favorite number five starter. Um, but I think you know it won't be that way all season because you have talent guys like Prester, you have Ovedo, you have guys like Ortiz that are gonna rotate through that fifth spot that are legitimate MOB talent that could, you know, make an impact, not just this year, but you know, down the line.
0: I mean, Jim and, and I were joking about this a few weeks ago. If somehow Velasquez is really good, there will be people that are bitterly angry about it. <laughs> they'll, be Ill. They'll, be,
1: they'll be physically ill about it.
0: Absolutely not. Well, not only because they would have been wrong—that's one thing. They'd have to admit they were r- 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 wrong. But second, they're holding back one of those precious prospects that they want to hug. So, it's, it, it's, who've, it's just who've been wrong?
1: Who've just who've just been wronged? By the way, oh,
0: absolutely wrong. wrong yes. Hey, I've right. got
1: before before we let Jamie go, I want to put him on the spot here. Okay. So, covering, have covered the Red Sox, that's your team. The Pirates are kind of your second team. You're starting, getting into the Rays, whatever. All things considered, big picture. Think everything from current rosters to farm systems to the divisions. Who are you most, rank them. Who are you most hopeful about in these next, Two, three, four, five years uh, in terms of having some success out of those three teams, organizations?
2: That's, that's a tough one because my Boston followers might hate me for what I'm, for what I'm about to say. Um, and Honestly, probably have to go with the Pirates. I just – Oh! Um, there's going to be – I'm going to get some hate for this, and it's going to be a fun time.
1: Um,
2: I just I – was- like- I had no
1: clue. Just, just so everyone knows, I had no clue what you were going to say, Gary. I had no clue. I just really curious. So go, go on,
2: go on. I just like the where the pirate smiling system is at at every level, Um, especially you know with Johnson coming up. I'm hoping they pick Cruz. I mean, just watching that kid hit, I can watch him for hours. Um, and if Sheridan doesn't pick Cruz, I will personally call him or try to find a way to do that and just have a conversation about going with a different pick. But I just like where <laughs> the Pirates are at every level because I feel like with the Red Sox, position position wise, their prospects are some of the best in baseball. But pitching is where I feel like there's some question marks because um, I think a lot of their arms are kind of number three, number four. I think Presbyterian could be a legit number one, too. I like a lot where I saw from Ortiz. Um, so I just feel like if you look at the Pirates' future from position players and pitching, it's more ba- more balanced and evenly matched up talent-wise um, than when you look at the Red Sox um, in the Rays, even though the Rays probably have like three sleepers, Cy Youngs, that... <laughs> yeah, of course. And the, and the difference, of course, is Boston could make up for it
0: with cash. You see, they, yeah you know and they might but regardless jamie it's been great having you on this was a fun talk i love talking overall baseball everybody look forward to tuning into the jaggies tonight no Jim. yes yes tonight yes it'll yes, be tonight tonight. Yes. That's we're, tonight we're doing that whole fourth wall thing we're gonna the, we're gonna pretend that we're recording it on saturday morning at like that's two in the right morning. yeah so, uh, yeah, everybody tune into the Jaggies. It's going to be fun. If you get named in the Jaggies, have a good spirit about it because that's where it's coming from. If you don't get named in the Jaggies, um, try harder next year. There's always room to be a, a bigger asshole. So, uh, do the best you can. Without further ado, Ben, take it away, brother. Yes, you